This is episode 525 on the 25th of May 2022. It's not surprising as to how the Indian National T20 Domestic World Cup has gone so far. There's nothing surprising about it. And then the semi-final yesterday or the semi-final qualifier yesterday, the way the match took place two top teams which meant that even if a team lost they would get a second opportunity in the semi-final qualifier two and there's nothing surprising as to when Gujarat made it to the finals of the national t20 cup no one was even predicting that a team like Gujarat, new team, new management, new coaches, there's nothing new about them because they have coached other teams. But in this context, they all came together for the first time with a new captain who probably had no experience at any level as a captain. And when Rajasthan made 188 for 6, the question was, could Gujarat chase that total and yes they did in the last over and the usual suspects in David Miller, Shubman Gill etc 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 chased down that total which means Gujarat has booked a place in the final which will take place in their home city of Ahmedabad which means they're assured of a silver medal at least. What does this mean for Rajasthan? It means that tonight's game between Bangalore and Lucknow will decide whom they will face in the second semi-final. And then the winner of Rajasthan versus Bangalore slash Lucknow will face Gujarat in the finals. We'll talk about tonight's game, but let's move on to other tournaments that were taking place simultaneously. Let's look at the results of the other tournaments that were taking place simultaneously. Now, this women's division National T20 Cup or National T20 Challenge, well, it's nothing more than a charade. Three teams, each team plays the other once and, and for the past 2-3 years, this tournament has been squeezed in between the semi-finals of the men's division tournament and that is just to make a few individuals happy for me this tournament has no relevance when there are only four games in total what is the indian cricket board trying to prove and the way the indian women's team or the players selected in this tournament express happiness it shows even if they're not happy with only one game each or two games each they have to go by what their employers tell them 
first of all name like supernovas and trailblazers and velocity these names make no sense why can't why has it taken them over 10 to 12 years to even see that we can have a parallel competition to the men's competition which the australian cricket board and other countries have successfully managed so why can't we have a bigger tournament why couldn't they have a tournament which could have started a month earlier even if there were three or four teams and each played each team played the other at least twice they could have at least had six teams even with these names names which i do not approve of because organized and the way the tournament has been organized when you know that the men's match is at 7:30 pm and the women's match is scheduled at 3:30 pm even the commentators employed for this for these women's matches have no substance the lowest of the lowest denominator of commentators were employed all the so called high profile commentators were shifted to calcutta for the gujarat rajasthan match and then there was no conversation at any level there was no conversation in the print media in the electronic media at the pseudo media level even something below the pseudo media level so i didn't understand the logic of organizing this tournament the only positive to come out of out of this tournament is that women's matches are usually finishing and end finishing on time so when supernovas made 163 it was always going to be difficult because if you scored 160 plus in a women's game that's not a men's game 163 in a men's game is not even worth the salt is not even sometimes you can defend 160 in a men's game but that's one out of two out of 10 matches but in a women's game you can defend 160 and that is exactly what the team of supernovas did though the interesting thing is that not one australian player has been recruited to play in this tournament why i don't know but not one australian player because they have their own division they proud of their own women's australian national t20 cup which has its own calendar but it will be difficult for the indian cricket board to have a separate independent calendar for the women's game knowing that the men's game anyways starts somewhere in mid march or early april and then the way we look at women's sport whether it's hockey badminton boxing or any other sport they play few matches they do not play so many matches they're not regular women's games are not regular irrespective of the sport so i am a little annoyed at the way this tournament has been doing for the past 3 years as i can say as is in hindi khush karne wali baat hai theek hai hum as the board would have said humne tumhare liye ye organize kiya khush raho zyada chuchu karne ki zarurat nahi hai that means we have organized this for you even if it's just four matches in total compared to over 75 matches for the men's division be happy with the fact that the matches are being televised and the matches have a lot of spon- it's a, it's a separate sponsorship which really doesn't matter but then 
two matches are not enough for any team to even get their things sorted so if supernovas beat trail blazers on monday evening they lost to velocity on tuesday afternoon which means supernovas have one win one loss velocity have one win one loss and the third team in trail blazers might just beat velocity and all three teams will be on one win one loss with something as ridiculous as it's not the loss. net run rate coming into the picture which has never impressed me so i think the indian cricket board why are they delaying the women's independent t20 cup and why do we need so many tournaments why do we need a senior women's t20 cup and they and then this separately why can't they be all juxtaposed together just as it is done in football we do not need so many football tournaments we do not need a durand cup and a santosh trophy and the indian soccer league or indian super league they all should come in under one umbrella even if i don't we are emotional about tournaments such as durand cup and santosh trophy then why aren't they televised why doesn't the football federation televise these tournaments that's the hypocrisy in the same way this tournament is full of hypocrisy if we're only going to organize four games then what are you doing it for and then and then there was no crowd i think fatigue may have been a factor that there were no crowds in yesterday's game and then the only crowds who were there were small kids whom for them they don't even know who these women were they only know a select few they know that the harman preet kaur has been doing it for the past 14 years or shefali verma because of her age and then the whole pseudo inspiration story which comes out every time so not everyone in these in this women's tournament is popular then are not as popular as the fluke of andrew russell and the way the commentators talk about them so when it's the men's game it's a full house but it's indiscipline at the same time they don't finish on time when it's a women's game it's not even 5% full but at the same time they finish on time despite having ridiculous additions like time out so how do i look at this tournament over the past 4 years this tournament has not impressed me at all this is just a charade this is just an obligation so that women cricketers do not complain that we did not get an opportunity to play at the highest level if you call this at the highest level and then of course the matches were televised and then you had they would be wearing fancy jerseys which they do not wear as far as the normal non televised and unknown competitions are concerned so nothing impressive about this tournament it's just an obligation if they cannot increase the number of matches or increase the number of teams then this tournament has no substance it's a joke of course commentators may praise it but i am not going to do that so nothing about this surprises me all the focus despite this game was anyways on the gujarat rajasthan match and then gujarat won that match as i said by 
seven wickets with hartik pandya leading by example now everyone is excited about hartik pandya performing in the way he does but then there's a difference when you play for the national team and when you play for the domestic team you can if you go into specifics hartik pandya can afford to come in number 3 as far as the gujarat domestic team or this particular team is concerned but when it comes to the national team he may not be able to come in number 4 there will be so many individuals grappling for the number 4 position eventually Suryakumar Yadav is one of them Sanju Samson is one of them even if he is not playing Rishabh Pant is one of them Shreyas Iyer is one of them at best Hardik Pandya will not come before number 6 number 7 though if they need him if they need quick runs they can obviously promote him so there are no fixed positions as far as 50 overs and 20 overs are concerned but imagine the kind of emotional outflow which will happen if gujarat manage to win this tournament as i already said gujarat have at least by reaching the finals it maybe it's not a factor in cricket but when you reach the finals of any tournament especially a sporting tournament an athletic tournament you are at least guaranteed a silver medal will they face rajasthan again well rajasthan will have to wait for tonight's match between bangalore and lucknow and that match is eliminator or semi final eliminator which means if either of bangalore or lucknow make an error they don't have a second chance of course one says that you do not get second chances in sport or in general well rajasthan gets a second chance which is not the best of decisions when you have this second chance match then why can't we have at least best of 3 finals when you've already spent over 8 weeks in this tournament why not add a few days more and organize a best of 3 finals is fatigue a factor in this tournament well this tournament has been happening for 14 years so this conversation of fatigue is ridiculous it has no substance this tournament on an average has always been for 5 to 6 weeks sometimes 50 to 60 days but is fatigue a factor no are we seeing the same players again and again well aren't we tired of having grand slams all the year starting from australian open to us open to french open to wimbledon don't we see this happen every year aren't we tired of hearing the name djokovic and nadal and federer whether they are injured or not don't we need to move away from nadal and federer yes we do i am tired of hearing the name nadal and federer and djokovic and william sisters and even to some extent naomi osaka though she is young i don't i don't even count nadal in that great i don't even care if this roland garros or french open is a clay court match or it's a artificial court match or it's a grass court these things don't matter these tournaments happen every year it starts with australian open in january it ends with wimbledon in may june because of weather conditions and the way they have been organized and you may see new individuals come up but only why only do these four countries organize baffles me 
why doesn't south africa organize is a question right why doesn't the indian davis cup get that kind of importance it just shows selective bias because once this indian national t20 cup gets over the french open will continue for a few weeks more and if you read newspapers and when i mean newspapers i mean actual concrete physical newspapers in your hand not the garbage you read on the websites even if you subscribe to e paper then you will see the first page dedicated to either the liverpool madrid match which will happen on 28 may and 11 pm which i will not watch because it's too late 11 pm is not my time i do not go beyond that and then of course the excitement of this french open which shows selective bias of the particular newspaper and how we are obsessed with these grand slam tournaments which doesn't have one indian player or they are relegated to the bottom of the table which is annoying and at the same time it shows the duplicity and the double standard of how players go forward in this particular tournament but we'll talk about roland garros i don't even care if nadal wins again i don't even care if it is 23rd world championship it really doesn't matter so velocity chase down 150 one can give the excuse that unlike trail blazers who were playing in an evening match the velocity were playing in an afternoon match and afternoon matches the pitch is flat it doesn't turn nothing happens no dew no swing whatever be the arrogant excuses so it means that if trail blazers beat velocity all three teams will be on one when one loss each which means the ridiculous nature of net run rate will come into picture we'll talk more about the women's division national t20 cup later on let's move on to other results now did you know that there was a hockey asia cup happening i did tell you on monday morning that there is one happening though in the midst of the french open and the football tournaments and the national t20 cup this tournament was always going to go under the radar hockey will always go under radar when tournaments like asia cup and commonwealth games and french open and the national t20 cup is being organized or is being played at the same time but how do i look at this tournament this tournament is an opportunity for young indian athletes indian hockey players to showcase their talent even if india doesn't reach the next round i will not be annoyed with that of course the in the india pakistan match and in the india japan match the indian team made some errors allowed the other team to score goals who were faster in their approach and then i read an article of aging sv sunil the guy is 33 how can you call somebody at 33 with slow reflexes an aging player you cannot do that that's biasness that it shows 
the attitude we have towards hockey yes we look yes we squared up with pakistan who scored a goal in the dying moments of the match and then we couldn't get the momentum towards japan i'll agree for a fleeting moment that india made errors but then they are a young team so i do not mind those errors they did not have their established players in akash deep singh mandeep singh manpreet singh and harmanpreet singh who were not playing for whatever reason there is no conversation around why they are not playing and then a new coach in former player in sardar singh now look at this situation if this was a cricket team and a new coach or an interim coach was appointed for a certain tournament there would be conversations about it going into pages and months but you can see how quietly hockey goes under the radar the quietly appointed sardar singh as a coach and there was not one conversation around it as far as the conversation of appointing a coach is concerned whether he is a interim coach or a new coach whatever be the situation whether he is coaching the junior team or this particular tournament that's irrelevant but there was no conversation around sardar singh being appointed as a coach no knowing that coaches have a higher role to play in hockey and football more than cricket yet when a coach is appointed in cricket we go gaga oh new coach what can the coach do the coach cannot do anything the coach cannot make any decisions just because they sit in the dugout it doesn't make a difference they cannot control the outcome of the match by sending in substitutes or using the one minute of time out between quarters to send a message the coach cannot do that even if they send a message in the one minute time out period they still cannot influence what happens after that they can say these are what my suggestions are but if the team wants to implement it they will if the team doesn't want to implement it they will not but yesterday's match granted india made some errors i still do not get bothered because a young team they have a match against indonesia tomorrow they are at one they are at zero wins one draw one loss and goal difference can make a difference after pakistan beat indonesia 13-0 and japan also beat indonesia 13-0 but india qualify for the next round in the asia cup looks a little tricky but there are some predictions which i will make in the next episode which will shock a few but that's how it is of course 5-2 is never an easy margin because it's a goal difference now of 3 and 1 so it could be a goal difference of minus 4 if you're looking at that because it's negative 3 and negative 1 which becomes 4 but despite the errors despite the failure to convert penalty corners which i think is a matter of luck and other decision i still think the team the current team in the hockey scenario is a more potent and powerful team than the flukes of the 80s and the 90s which and i don't even care if they claim that they played on grass courts it doesn't matter grass courts or artificial turf it really doesn't matter 
once again how do i look at this japan india match results are irrelevant process matter and i think the indian team with everything they did not have a few established individuals on the field but it was an incredible opportunity to the younger lot to say that we are here for the next 10 years now let's move on to the bangalore lucknow match the winner of this match will play rajasthan and the winner of that match will play gujarat in the finals which means gujarat can sit back and relax and for a team like gujarat it doesn't even matter which particular team comes they'll say we are ready for all three which means if whoever wins between bangalore and lucknow will face will face rajasthan and if either bangalore or lucknow manage to beat rajasthan to qualify for the finals and it's the final scenario is gujarat versus bangalore or lucknow it means like the 2021 20 over world championship we will have a new champion the last time a new champion happened was between hyderabad and bangalore in 2016 so can bangalore make its way to the fourth final in the last 15 years they have a top opposition in lucknow and unlike rajasthan who earned in yesterday's match despite knowing that the likes of miller and pandya will do what they do will have done before yet that's the way things are so neither bangalore nor nor lucknow this being an eliminator which means if you win you face rajasthan if you lose you go home and then it becomes a question of pride for a certain player from bangalore who need not be named because that's irrelevant you could have a situation where lucknow could be facing gujarat which was their first match and now it becomes their last match which means you could have kunal pandya facing hartik pandya for the ultimate prize so which of these two teams will win i think going by yesterday's match and the ego associated with the particular event whichever team wins the toss the toss is irrelevant but for these teams it's relevant so let's talk about this irrelevant relevant event between bangalore and lucknow whichever team wins the toss will want to bowl first and copy yesterday scenario in which gujarat chased down 190 were was 189 or 188 not a good score i think it was a good score anything above 180 is a good score but then they were caught in their own web they allowed gujarat to score quickly so a lot of thought process has to be put in as to how gujarat will tackle how rajasthan for now will tackle bangalore or lucknow if somehow rajasthan managed to beat bangalore or lucknow and reach the finals then it rajasthan will have entered their second final after 14 years and then there there is a lot of emotion associated with rajasthan winning this tournament though right now as i said gujarat has already earned a silver medal 
they may even earn the gold medal and if let's say gujarat wins it will be in their hometown which will have all kinds of emotions interested with it and then it will probably change the thought process associated with hardik pandya his all rounders skills and then but it doesn't mean that they may win next year or they may qualify for the semi finals next year you have to be consistent and that's not possible all the time in this particular sport so who wins between bangalore and lucknow is something which would be decided i think whichever team wins the toss and gets somewhere between 170 180 neither of these two teams have confidence to chase but still don't be surprised if they bowl first in what is a highly irrelevant relevant event who wins i don't know but gujarat have earned themselves at least a silver medal episode number 525 on the 25th of may 2022 stay tuned for the next episode on 27th of may 2022 with episode number 526